and we're live been a while youngest it's been a minute man hola olio <laughs> what's going on man i'm chilling bro how, how you feeling right now the ruler's back man the ruler's back yeah i'm excited i'm excited I'm, we got a good one i'm mike magic and bird all in one <laughs> i know this one young has been looking forward to this even forever even before we were doing this podcast youngest was ready for this moment uh Mm -hmm. so yeah welcome back running back the hits you know the vibes i'm here youngest is here uh we just we just gonna skip the bullshit youngest what we got going on man talk to him it's the uh 20th anniversary of the best rapper alive's best album it's the blueprint Um, yeah blueprint was released September 11th, 2001, which had uh, a little bit of cultural significance. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite album ever, but it's definitely the one I've probably listened to the most. Um, a classic, man. A classic front to back. Undis- undisputed classic. I mean, even before we get into that, the s- substance of the album itself, I guess we can talk a little bit just about I mean, we weren't like alive or we're around really when this album came out. But the the weirdest thing for me, this is Jay Z's sixth album. Like that's always like a yep. like when I think of the Blueprint, I think of like pretty early in his career still. But it's crazy that like that was the first thing that st- stood out to me doing research. Like, oh shit, this is still like the sixth album. And yeah, and I mean, if you look at the ones afterwards, so it's in a weird spot. Because there was a sense of like boredom with him and like making music and how people felt about his music and how they were getting a little bored with it. But at yeah. the same time, after the blueprint, there's like a clear drop off in quality. Yeah, I stuff agree. Like. So it's this weird peak of like everything building up to it is special. And then there's like a weird fall off afterwards, but I don't know. This was kind of the one that kept them alive. This is what solidified them. Yeah, I would agree. I'm I'm pretty I'm a fan of the Black Album. I enjoy that album quite a bit. But yeah, I do agree. This was a yeah, it's a weird peak for Jay Z, and even he's a guy who has retired so many times. <laughs> there were retirements before the Blueprint, I think, and there were probably retirements after, like. He's a guy who is like quote unquote retired at least like three or four times. So yeah, it's a weird place in his discography, you know, timeline wise, but yeah, super important album. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the retirements a little. Um yeah, I actually don't know as much. I was gonna do a little research before, but I I just didn't end up doing it. Uh <laughs> all the all the fake Jay-Z retirements, but I'm sure you probably know a little bit more. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm not like too familiar on like when they were happening but i know after after reasonable doubt like there was kind of this conversation about like i mean jay-z's always about money and stuff and that's something he's talked about in his music and even now in his late 50s you can see how some decisions he makes are completely centered around money yeah um so after reasonable doubt and like kind of looking at the landscape of rap everything was about like getting your own label and like being a label exec. And he comes out in my life, in my lifetime, volume one, 
where you can tell he's trying to sell records. He's got songs like uh, I Know What Girls Want and <laughs> just like uh, or I Know What Girls Like and stuff like um, Always sunshine. Be My Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And at the end of it, he puts a song out like You Must Love Me, which is probably his most personal stuff. And it was clear, like, he thought he was done rapping after this. He was like, all right, I'm going to get my singles out the way. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to get, like, personal stuff out the way. And then I'm just going to step away and I'm going to let all these other people like Foxy Brown and, like, this Rockefeller thing, like, really put into motion. And it just doesn't really work out. And he's got to come back with Hard Knock Life the next year. And... uh, he keeps doing that thing. We eventually get to the dynasty, which is another one. Like, all right, he's trying the label thing again. Like, I'm going to get like Beanie out here. I'm going to get Memphis Bleak out here. Bleak, yep. I'm going to try to like step away again. And it just doesn't work another time. It's not as successful. So we get the blueprint, which feels like he was back at focusing all his time at just making music, making what he thought was best since reasonable doubt which is i think his second best album so like the efforts all there in blueprint yeah blueprint is like that it's like that uh uh like in avengers when thanos is like i'll do it myself you know what i'm saying like if it's not working if it's not working out great with these other artists i'll just come back and be the greatest rapper alive and be the greatest rapper of all time and that's what he did on the blueprint which is what we're going to talk about today Interesting thing about the blueprint for me is the production mainly. To me, I think when I think of the blueprint, you know, when I first heard it, even now, uh, production comes to mind. Like to me, Kanye West is the star of the show. Uh, you know, of course, guys like Bink, uh, just Blaze too, but I think the beats that Ye provided were just crazy. And it lets Jay-Z kind of just flex and boast throughout. Um, he's a guy who wasn't really doing a lot of sample-based beats before. Well, nobody was in the mainstream. But it's a, something that, like, fits him super well. <laughs> just him, like, boasting on these, like, soul samples. So, yeah. Um, now, like, a quiet contradiction I have to that, like, a small contradiction. Um, guys like UGK were doing it in the South. Yeah, yeah major rappers like jay-z that were all over the radio waves and like the superstars of this they weren't doing that especially new york dudes yeah who were yep. getting a little gritty so like that was a major thing um another thing i'd notice i mean i talked a lot about him like i wouldn't say forcing because i do like those guys but like putting guys like beanie on there putting guys like memphis bleak on his albums given given his friends versus people he's trying to put on for his label this has one feature, and it's from another superstar rapper. It's Eminem, and he's really just doing his own thing on here. He's not really trying to get anyone. He's not trying to put anyone on. He's not trying to promote anything. Um, there's a radio single that starts out um, before the release, which is H to the Izzo. Yep. Hova, um, you know, produced by Kanye. But besides that, there isn't anything here that's, like, glaringly meant for the radio there's not anything here meant for sales and you can kind of tell that when you look at the sales thing because the blueprint 
I mean, outside of the events that happened on that day, it still only sold about 2.7 million compared to before where Life and Times Volume 2 sells like 5.4 and Life and Times Volume 3 sells 3 million. Uh, even the Dynasty sells about 2.5. Like there, there's this little, um, not really dip, but it, it didn't explode the way it should have. Yeah, I mean, I think you get a lot of that from, you know, less features. It's a denser album, a little shorter. But yeah, like what you were going back saying with the kind of the less commercial aspect, I really, really agree. Like just going through this album, uh, even something that I caught a lot. And I mean, he even references it in the songs. Like he references Big a couple times in here. You know, when I hear stuff like that, you know, like big, I did it big. We, we did it. Like I hear stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, this is what the blueprint ended up being. That's what he wanted. Well, that's what Jay-Z wanted to be. Just this classic album, this album that really stands the test of time. Um, you know, it's going to be on people's Mount Rushmore's for years and years to come an album that defines hip hop. So yeah, just to go back to that, that's something that I just always notice especially doing like the re-listens that I've been doing this past week. Like this is just like a textbook classic album in hip hop for me. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I know we talked about it last week when we talked about Drake, like a classic's just 10 of these, like this is Jay-Z's 10 of those, you know, it's 13 or 15 of those, um, depending on which version you're listening to. Yeah. I mean, like off, off the gate, I mean, you're talking about like stuff about homages to Big. Um, the Rulers Back is like an homage a little bit to Slick Rick. Like he yeah. he wanted to kind of bridge a gap between where rap would eventually go in the future and what it was in the past. Yeah, and he's time. always had that like he he's just like a big fan being a hip hop head, just like a class a fan of classic hip hop. Slick Rick. Uh, I've heard him, you know, talk about Big Daddy Kane. Like, he's a guy who just, you know, obviously came up after that era, but is really, really just a fan of hip-hop. And you kind of get that, like you said, on Rulers Back, you know, all the big uh, references and stuff like that. You get that throughout the project, just how much of a hip-hop historian <laughs> he is, you know. I mean, he's also old as shit at this point. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's yeah. about 32 when this comes out. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this isn't a young man's album. Um and you can tell by that, like the maturity and stuff. Uh I think a lot of it has to do um a big thing that like gets glossed over when it comes to Jay-Z's career is he literally almost went to jail for stabbing someone. Yeah. Very and yeah, it was around this album, right? Or no? Uh it was because someone leaked life in times volume three which is two years before this. Um, yeah. That came out in December 99. Someone leaked Life and Times Volume 3. He think he thought he knew who did it, kind of got mad about it, whole altercation, stabs him, almost leaves the dude for dead. I, I yeah. can't remember if the guy dies or not. I don't think so. Not the, yeah. I, I don't want to say, but I don't think so. Yeah, so he he's facing like a big trial for that. There's a whole story of him spending all his money on the big pimping video with UGK because he didn't want like any leftover money when he went to jail. Yeah. So he spends like three million on the video, becomes a hit, makes him even more money, and then he beats the charge. 
But yeah, I mean, like he mentions it here on Blueprint. He mentions it later on in his career when we get to like four, four, four. But exactly, I think it's like a major turning point in his life and his career, and that's how we get stuff that's a little more appreciative. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we get Rulers back, sets the stage really good, and then we get right to takeover. Oh no, I'm not done with Rulers back, man. Oh yeah, if you yeah keep talking about Rulers back if you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the production on Rulers back is some like. Talk about a grandiose entrance, man. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> introduction. Yeah. Like, everything about it, it just sets the stage really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. Not a, not a throwaway. Like, it w- works really, really well. I mean, the first line gets repeated for years to come. Like, gather around hustlers if you're still living. Yeah. Um, yeah, he kind of, like... I feel like there's two intros to this because there was a long time where I thought takeover was the intro. Um, you know, you know, it's funny to me, which I mean, we'll get to it when we get to Izzo. Izzo to me is kind of, I mean, we get rulers back, which is like this traditional intro. We get Izzo or Izzo. We get takeover, which we'll get, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to takeover in a second, but I like to me, that was always, that was always a weird spot for that in the track list. Like right after the intro, I kind of get it. If you want to just like, you know, make that statement and get it over with. But to me, like, Izzo is kind of when things, like, kick into gear for me. So, yeah, I, that's funny that you said that TakeOver was, like, what you thought the intro was. That's mm-hmm. all that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't think these first two songs really – the, I think the first two are meant for intros. I think he has two intros on here. All right. Um takeover yeah i mean we can get into takeover do you want to kind of get into the story behind takeover like i mean yeah if, if you're listening to this you, i mean you probably know about jay-z and Nas. biggest i mean well, maybe not the big one of the biggest beefs in hip-hop history uh which i guess started over um uh dead presidents too when jay-z said the Nas line on there and i guess Nas didn't like that uh I mean, maybe because he didn't get paid from it or something. There was no credit. I don't know. But that kind of kicked off this beef. Um, Nas drops Ether, which is at the time. I wish I knew what the like consensus was at that time. I feel like at the time, people probably were into Ether more. But uh, I think this was before Ether, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was first. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. just just laying like take over in Ether. I do wonder, like, because I will say I'm not a huge like. I think I've said it on here before. I'm not a huge fan of like rap beef. It, it, also, it ages horribly to me, both sides, <laughs> like just rap beef in general, especially looking where Jay Z and Nas are today. Like it just, it's crazy to me. But yeah, take take takeover is fine here for me. I don't skip it if I'm running the album, but uh, I don't know. How do you feel about takeover? All right, this is my uh, backpack backpack out right here. Rap Ether's out. a Ether's a better disc. Ether's a lot more personal. Ether's like in that moment probably would have been all about Ether. But yeah. years later looking back, Takeover is a much better song. Like it's just easy to listen to. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't even even people who even if you still would say Ether's better today, I don't think you can debate that Takeover is like a better song. Like that's it's damn near undebatable. Like if yeah, you want to say mean, like for the diss aspect, if you want to say Ether is better, like all right, but just to but just to listen to in 2021 like it's definitely takeover 
Yeah, I mean, when you're listening to Ether, you hear the fuck Jay-Z in the background the whole time. Like, you you know what you're listening to. You're listening to a diss record. Yeah. And you're listening to Takeover. You're kind of just hearing Jay-Z talk shit. Um, yeah. yeah. It's pretty easy to, like, piece together who he's talking shit about. But for the most part, it's it's just a song. And I think that's the difference between the two rappers. And I think that's the difference between, like, artists that we see today is, like, who can do this without shouting names and like who can do this more subtly so that way it holds some longevity opposed to just fuck jay-z in the background yeah i mean some there is that i mean there is still you have to i guess give credit to i mean that like that sometimes is bigger in the moment obviously like the fuck such and such the more you know uh loud ass statements some people like that more in the moment but yeah i agree like when you want to talk about longevity because i like i like anytime i hear people talk about ether takeover today like it's always like yeah looking back takeover was probably better like i feel like that's what most people say um what's your favorite like bar and takeover what's what's the best this what's the best insult you got one uh, I mean, even I like, like, have we talked, like, when we talked about how him trying to, like, build Rockefeller, I like that CEO mindset, you know, Rockefeller's an army, better yet the Navy. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I just like him, like, dissing from the mind of a CEO. <laughs> that was something that was interesting to me, because when you think of, like, traditional yeah. rap disses, it's more like, like, I'm gonna see you, and I'm like, I'm gonna do what I do when I see you. I think like jay kind of had a different mindset with it which we just talked about so i think like i like that um not like a ton of lines that just come to mind but i mean there's i sampled your voice you was using it wrong yeah made made it a hot line i I mean that's i made it a hot that's that's easily the one yeah Uh, um there's some like smaller okay so someone one time i saw especially after j cole rapped over it like anyone rapping over uchi wally is just gonna work Cause that beat, that beat's too damn good. Yeah. So the your bodyguards Uchiwali verse was better. Better than, than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, there's that one. Um, I mean, yeah, and even mm-hmm. like that whole scheme about you know, like you basically make one good album every like ten years or whatever, like yeah. like that shit. Like that was hilarious to me. Um, yeah, yeah just yeah. there's some dope lines all over this. Um, you've been in this 10 i've been in it five smarten up nas four albums in 10 years i could divide that's one every let's say two two of them shits was due <laughs> one was now nah, the other was Elmatic. that's one hot album every 10 year average yeah like and then that's so and then he lets the lame play out with the rock yeah. and shit like that in a diss is crazy because <laughs> it's like I'm like we're we both like Nas, but that's like kind of true. Like that is pretty true what he's saying in there. Like he's really well, I mean he didn't say anything wrong. Yeah, so shit like that is great. I think made it a hot line, made it a hot song. If I just had to pick like one line, would probably be my favorite. But yeah, there's there's some dope lines all over this. I mean, I'm just yeah, I'm gonna nerd out a lot while we do this, but really just the ability to like pick insults he wants to say and then write them out. So that way they work in a song is just so impressive to me. Like it's, I think it's like a different level than battle rap and a lot of other stuff. And it's a different level than what 
Nas was doing on Ether with the like you're 36 in a karate class and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it goes to Jay's persona at this time because I mean, even in this album, the albums before Jay was just like super cool. Like that was his persona at that time. Like that's what we knew him as. So it is almost like when you like when like a really cool person like actually gets in the roast. Like they don't say like no crazy loud shit or they don't say no flagrant shit. They just say shit that hits. <laughs> like it's it's the equivalent yeah. of that for me. Um, um but yeah, I mean the takeover takeovers uh produced by Kanye. Yeah. The biggest sample in it is a song by the doors, which is like wild. <laughs> yeah. like a David Bowie sample. Um so just like having rock music put into that, I mean, we've seen it before with like Run DMC and stuff. But again, like the long, ge- I'm maybe I'm just speaking because I'm a fan, but it feels like it works better here than it has for a lot of other people, especially throughout the years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next song is like the lead single, Izzo, H O V A, uh, Hova, the single. I, I mean, if you ever heard this song, I don't. Are you listening to this? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, and this is, it's kind of like one of a couple moments where, yeah, this is a more commercial song. You can kind of tell it just when you hear it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. sacrifice, uh, like, it's not a corny song. It doesn't sacrifice just in being a really good song that other attempts at popularity might. This is still one of the better songs on the project to me. The beat is amazing. Like beats like this that will, you know, kind of get peppered throughout the album from Yay and from Yay in particular, Blaze too, but it's just perfect for what Jay does. Like um Jay-Z like is an elite lyricist, one of the better lyricists, but like something he just wants to like get cool, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is these are the beats that work amazing for Jay-Z around this time. So yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I I've talked earlier about like what what sounds like a fun beat to me and like something that sounds a little more open and yeah. like compared to darker beats and the first two songs on this are a little bit darker, they're a little more serious, a little more talking shit and <laughs> this is Hove having fun, you know? Like we yeah. we start hitting a run where he's like, "All right, we're going to enjoy ourselves a little bit. This isn't going to be angry. This isn't going to be me talking about the rulers back. This isn't going to be me talking at Nas the whole album. This is uh, me and Kanye having some fun um, sampling the Jackson 5 and you know, just line after line. I don't know. There's so many damn bars on this album. <laughs> yeah, it just works so, so well. Like, like when I was saying at the top of the show, this is this isn't my favorite Jay-Z project, but it's super interesting. Like, I don't think he's rapping as good here as he was on Reasonable Doubt or later on in his career. I don't even know if, like, some of the, uh, like, choruses, the way some of the stuff is structured is his best. But I think the beats on here throughout are just top-notch. Like, there's not a bad beat on here. They're perfectly catered to what Jay is doing. And he's just crafting shit in a different way here, like just in a classic way. And this is just an example. Like this is a this is a classic fucking rap song. Like if we're talking about just classics, hip hop songs, you can't name 
a ton before we get here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I fucking love this song. Cops want to knock me, DA want to box me in, but somehow I beat them charges like Rocky. Beat them like Rocky, man. <laughs> like, he just flowing. Like, he every, just all over it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, this song, this album, just full of lines that I just hear in my head all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just stuff I always reference. Um, yeah, the next track, Girls, Girls, Girls. Do you want to talk about having fun? <laughs> Yeah, like you yeah. said, this is kind of like just in after we get, you know, the intro and takeover. There's a couple songs where, yeah, you get that just kind of like fun, breezy, easy going vibe. Yeah, Girls, Girls, Girls definitely gives you that. I will say, like, it hasn't aged great to me, <laughs> like a lot of like lyrically. Um, like earlier, I still I still love the beat here. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, like a lot of the lyrics haven't aged great. A lot of like it's tough for stuff like breaching this topic from that era a lot of that stuff doesn't age great but honestly it could have been worse yeah <laughs> yeah i think there's like some stuff you might turn your like neck at and be a little uncomfortable hearing um but considering the era and like how people talked and what people got away with and kind of just the ignorance around sex positive culture and respecting women in general yeah. and rap in particular and how that went um i didn't think it was something that was too uh excessive but if other people feel that way i can't really tell them how they should feel yeah um, it's, it's not like overly flagrant for me like this is i'm like a lot of times when i'm running the album i will skip this but it's not like a it's not just like a od flagrant but um yeah, now nowadays I'll I'll skip this a lot when it comes on. But well, I love I love the beat so much it kind of makes me want to stick around because I love this beat. Um so did you listen to the like deluxe when you were preparing for this? Uh no. Well, I listened to whatever is on Spotify. Which... Is girls, girls, girls part two on there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get to that later. But, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, uh, this what's the Anderson Pack song where he does the exact same thing? Oh my god, I think I know what you're talking about. It was I on Ox, Oxnard, I can't remember the name. Um, but yeah, this clearly inspired people for, for a while. Anderson Pack recently just did like similar thing, talks about like different girls he has and different girls he's hooking up with. Um, yeah, Jig is that dude, man. I don't think <laughs> that nigga up next. This see, yeah. like I will say this stretch from like Izzo Girls Goes Girls, Jig of That Nigga. Like I it's I will say it's my least favorite stretch of the project. Um this song to me is, is better than Girls Goes Girls. Like I usually won't skip this if it comes on, but like the like this is probably the only beat that I couldn't really, really get behind. It's a little weird. It's kind of wonky. It doesn't fit Jay-Z. Yeah, it's dated. It's dated. It doesn't fit Hope that well for me, but it's yeah. not horrible. But yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of, it's a little dated for me. It's really the only track on... I mean, the other production track credits on here are Bink, Kanye, Timbaland, Just Blaze, and Eminem. Yeah, this is the only track masters beat on here. Yeah, and... 
I I just don't think it fits very well. Um, yeah, I agree. I definitely don't skip this song though. I I still like it. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got like shorter verses in this. It's ve- it's a very weird song. Like they're eight bar verses. They're not like as drawn out. Um. Yeah, this is like a. I mean, it almost it's almost seems like it could be a commercial song a little bit. Um, out like out like title aside and shit like that. But even like with the beat, it's super playful. Like you said, quicker verses. Like the hook is you know pretty for its simplicity. It's pretty catchy. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just like a just kind of like a dated song. It's prob just looking is probably like the low point for me. Yeah, like it's probably my least favorite song. Just looking. Really. Um, yeah like this and girls 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 like this is a two this is probably the only two song stretch that i don't like for the whole project so shit i I go back to girls 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 a lot not gonna lie um yeah that's just me now the next song is my favorite favorite song on the album might be my favorite jay-z song uh this is the one whenever i hear people talk for the most part, especially when it comes to my age, when people talk about Jay-Z, they don't really know what the fuck they're talking about because they don't go back. Um, sure. So this is the one I usually do to try to like change their mind, and it's You Don't Know, produced by Just Blaze. And it is fucking a master class of just making music with like production that it's perfect to like work out to, and it gets me so excited and like super amped up, but at the same time, he is wrapping his ass off start to finish yeah like this is another beat that's just tailor made for jay-z which for a beat like this it's a little harder to do because like you said it kind of has a more kind of upbeat bigger feel to it and jay-z kind of has this you know kind of more relaxed uh, voice exactly so it's kind of hard to make a song like that work but man like this beat it gets you going and jay-z he even kind of like picks it up a little bit you can kind of hear that in the verses and yeah th- this is this is great jay-z has a couple songs in this style i don't know if he's ever done it better than this this song is fucking amazing yeah amazing. it's i mean there's just like quotable after quotable there's this line after line uh, 1 million 2 million 3 million 4 and 18 months 18, 80 million more yeah. And he comes back to it in the next verse. Add that number up to the number I said before. What you got is one smart black boy. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he does not stop on here. Like he is, yeah, he's cooking on this. Like it's, he's just talking that shit in a really, I, really I great saw way. ice in the winter. I saw fire in hell. I'm a hustler, baby. I saw water to a well. I mean, just yeah, this this is definitely the one I try to like put people on. If you don't like this song, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I'm gonna be honest with you. We just might like different music. Jay is such an interesting lyricist. Like when we get to certain songs, like like Renegade for sure, we'll get into just how how fucking how complex he can be with his lyricism. But it's so it's layered. Yeah, he has this great way of, and I mean, it's obviously why he's been able to be around so long, have all this longevity. Like he can do lyricism and catchy and like he can just do it all. And I think I mean something that you know you kind of mentioned earlier, it all just comes together. Probably the some of the best that ever has on this project. 
And yeah, I love this one. Like this is a rap. Like this is a he. He's rapping here. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I but mean, it doesn't have that. I don't I, like. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I kind of mentioned it how he go like how he mentions two things and like several verses and you know yeah. talking about as it's coming out of my mouth. I sound like how lame it kind of sounds, but it really <laughs> does work in a way that other rappers just don't really know how to do. He layers it out like a a red herring or like what I forget what the term is when it comes to like TV and movies. I think it's Chekhov's gun. Yeah, Chekhov's gun where you plant a gun in the first scene and then you see the gun get fired off later on in the movie. Like he he does that within his rapping and it's something a lot of people just haven't figured out how to do properly or haven't even attempted and he yeah. he thinks about these things in a way i i just don't really hear anymore um yeah yeah i mean of course there's music do kind of i'm not expecting money bag yo to do that shit like just <laughs> give me money bag yo music but right. looking back it's it's definitely something uh we got to talk about yeah i mean it's something that is i mean obviously why it's why jay-z is the goat you could you know what i'm saying you can say because like what you just described it's if you could build a rapper that that's what it would be like it would be someone mm-hmm. who could do all these things like that so yeah yeah next one hola ovito what a fucking song man just great timberland beat catchy hook yeah this is a weird Mm. one for me to classify because it kind of like has a album cut feel to it like it's in the middle album obviously wasn't a big single and but yeah it's just super cool like i love the beat from timbaland um i think this is his only no he did is this his only beat on here yeah yeah only timbaland beat on here and it's super, super cool. It kind of gets away from some of the other stuff that we were that the producers were doing, but it still fits really well. Like if Jay-Z's having a lot of fun on the track, the way he's flowing on it, like it just it's just another one that works really, really well. Um one of like make one of my most underrated songs would be All Out oh, Me Too. I love this song. It, it's something I didn't really like when I was younger. I mean I can't remember the first time I listened to Blueprint. I'm, I must have been like eight or nine years old. Like it's yeah. something that's just been in my life for a while. And as I got older, it was one I just kept going back to when I was replaying the album. Uh, appreciated it a little more. There's just, again, just Hove rapping his ass off. I ball for real. Y'all is Sam Bowie. And with the third pick, I make the earth sick. MJ, him, J, fade away. Perfect. Like yeah. we, we're just talking about like, layers and layers to every, every one thing I, one thing i love There's... about this one i love how the hook leads into the verses because like when you get into the verses mm-hmm. you kind of get this classic you know kind of laid back kind of cool jay-z but the hook kind of brings that energy back up so it's kind of you know you're kind of mellow you bring it down and the hook just oh lot like you're just kinda, you're getting back into oh, it and really? yeah i just love the way the hook plays into the verses like that it works so so well here and yeah, like um, I said, this is this is one of the most underrated songs on this project to me. I love this one. As we talked about with Girls, 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 uh, I don't know how well the Spanish stuff has aged in this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. it, it's there. If it's a problem for you, it's a problem for you. I mean, not going to tell you to feel otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's one that works very, very well for me. The next song is uh, probably my, f- I can't say my favorite. I mean, you don't know it's just killing everything when I'm trying to say favorite. Yeah. But a really good beat on here is Heart of the City. Yo, Heart, Heart of the City is one slur away from being like the greatest rap song of all time in my mind. Like, this shit is yeah. crazy. This shit is crazy. I love this song. Then oh. you know what's funny? One day you were like, you were like, Hope really dropped the F-bomb on an otherwise perfect song. I knew immediately this is the song that you were talking about. <laughs> I knew immediately. He drops it a few, he drops it a few times on this album. Yeah. Um, the bright side with Heart of the City kind of gets it out of the way early, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the first verse, it's kind of right away. Uh, but yeah, not great. Um this i mean it, it's kind of a big other than that it's a it's a pretty big like yeah like i said it's one slur away from like maybe being my favorite rap song of all time but yeah, that, that yeah. fucks it up for me a little bit other like, than I, that though yeah this song like i like yeah I'm, like otherwise maybe my favorite beat on here i love what yay did like i said to me yay is quietly like the star of this album i love the beast that he was lacing jay-z with and yeah, this is no exception. It might be my favorite beat on the project. Fucking my favorite, love. my favorite thing Jay does is the asking questions in the middle of a verse, and the way his like tone changes. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, like yeah. what's all the fussing for? Because I'm grubbing more. Yeah, I pack heat like the oven door. Like, <laughs> like he sounds like he's baiting you into some shit. It's always, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it takes another talent. Um. There's a lot of there's a lot of rappers that try to like change their tone midway. Some of them succeed, some of them don't. Uh, and I think this is kind of like the blueprint for that. Yeah, this is this is one of those this is one of those all timers for me. Like when I'm talking Jay Z songs, it, it comes up pretty pretty quick. Uh, I love this one a lot. Love the sample, like every everything about it. Like I said, one slur away from maybe being the best hip hop song ever made. I fucking love this song. Other than that. Yeah, not wrong. As for uh, the next song, another Kanye beat that's just, I mean, this this one, this one gets referenced a lot because of the 92 Bricks line. Yeah. I think there's a little bit more to this song, a little bit. It's, uh, it's production is, I mean, it's so surprising, <laughs> the run that he goes on. Yeah, you don't know the whole lot of Vito to Heart of the City to Never Change to the one after that. Yeah, it's just that stretch. Yeah, best rap beats in history. Yeah, like that stretch from You Don't Know really to Song Cry. I mean, yeah, that I mean, you know, it's, it's like five songs, just amazing. Like, not a miss on here, not even not just a miss, just constant highlights. You don't think it's gonna get better. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, Ola Vita was crazy. Damn, then we get Heart of the City, and then like, we get Never Change, which is a little bit of a change of pace from Heart of the City, kind of a little more mellow. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it, I love what Jay-Z is doing on here. I love this beat so, so much. I don't know if I like it as much as Heart of the City, but, yeah, no, this is amazing. Like, Jay-Z is not a guy who 
traditionally get super introspective and stuff, but I still love the way he was rhyming on this one. Like, just I, super cool. I also think, like, the David Ruffin sample on here um, is kind of... I mean, we, we hear it in, like, Heart of the City and that kind of thing, but I feel like those drums are a little more aggressive than what's happening here on Never Change. Exactly. Never Change is a little more relaxed. Exactly. And I feel like that's, like kind of a look into the future on what we're going to get with American Gangster. Yep. Um, this this song feels like it could fit seamlessly on American Gangster, but it also fits here. I mean, it's ahead of its time in a way that, <laughs> I mean, Kanye beats in general were ahead of its time, yeah. especially in 2001. And we yeah, get uh, we, we get yay vocals on here, don't we? If I remember. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, he does some vocals on the hook, so. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these. I don't know how much Ye vocals we had heard at that point. You know, one, but when this uh, none at all, really. Yeah. I mean, so. Takeover and H the Izzo were his first like two big breakouts. Um, yeah, and then people find out he's all over this. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, th- this is really what broke Ye. Honestly, this project. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is another one that fits. Like I'm, we're talking album because this is. Another just really, really great album cut here. Yeah, I I can't say enough about these songs. <laughs> yeah, never cry. Nice. Never cry. Or why did I say never cry? I was mixing together never change and song cry. Song cry is the next song. Song cry. Yeah. Song, song cry is cry. a funny song cry is a funny song to me because like like I just said, Jay is not a guy who's known to get super emotion, emotional, introspective. It's funny that like this is being like introspective for Jay. It just always <laughs> makes me laugh. Like when I hear it, it's a really great song. It is probably in my top two or three on the project, but that just always makes me laugh whenever I like step back and look at it. Yeah. Um. So Jay doesn't get as like emotional as he does here especially in like this two strong two song stretch where he kind of digs in a little deeper with never changing that sort of thing but this he's good for a few on an album yeah he's good for one or two they're usually like a little bit slower and they usually get a lot of play because i mean he's a charismatic fellow and he's like larger than life so people are always wondering like about his life yeah so the few times he gives you a look and see uh people kind of attach to it i know i talked about you must love me in uh life in in my lifetime volume one um we see it with uh, i can't remember the name of it hold on one second the one on uh volume three with beanie i think um Shit, I don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. Must have been a different. Must have been a different album. But I mean, a few yeah, times he like does. We, yeah, it. exactly. Like, he doesn't do it a lot. I mean, even four 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 is. That's why four 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 was so interesting. Like, it was just a super super new side of Jay that people hadn't seen in a while. And to me, that's why it was one of Jay Z's best albums. I mean, obviously in a long time, but to me, even period, just because it's like a it's like a new dude almost like doing the songs yeah i mean we're also talking about a time where there was <laughs> this sounds a little old headish but we're talking about a time there wasn't like instagram and twitter there wasn't 
yeah. Kanye rants where he can give you a, like a dive into his personal life or like what he's thinking or feeling at the time. So when someone's coming out with an album and they're talking shit for most of it, when he gives you a song like Song Cry or he gives you a song a song like Never Change or other things where it gives you like a, a little more personal look into his life, it it's going to be important. Um, it's not yeah. always good, but it's it's going to be a little bit more important. To yeah, it, it'll stand out for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I love Song Cry. Like even for all, like it kind of makes me laugh because this is like the deep emotional track. Um I was just fucking them curls. I was gonna get right back. <laughs> like, that's one of <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines. Just period, and like in life. Like, you know why why are you leaving, bro? Why are you so mad? Like, calm I, down a little bit. I was, I was gonna get right girls. back. Like, I'm coming back. Oh. Yeah, no, but yeah, this one is great. Even like, even though the song like makes me laugh, I feel like how he's saying it in this emotional way. I still feel and resonate with that. So. It's it's just super interesting the way this song works so well. It's weird that it does, um, but it does. I I love this song. Yeah, the the next one, all I need, um, it opens up with what I was talking about earlier about him stabbing a man. Yeah, uh, yeah. First verse starts off with, I guess I got my swagger back, Mama. They said I killed a man. Well, I guess I got the dagger back. Little yeah. fuck. Which is wild. Just like where jay is now like you wouldn't even think that like that's the same dude (laughs) you know what i'm saying from that time like a lot of people don't know about that like case of him like stabbing dude uh yeah who was like his mans i think but um yeah like someone was in (laughs) someone he like shared meals with like someone very close to him yeah Uh, yeah i this song is not one i hold in the same regard to everything else on this album yeah it's, it's not memorable. it's not memorable to me especially where it's sandwiched it's sandwiched right between song cry and renegade so <laughs> kind of an unlucky placement for it but um it's also a weird placement i would have put it like closer to heart of the city and take over maybe yeah if i were to like resequence this um I I don't think this is put together all too well. I listen to these songs more individually than the album as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, yeah, this one is uh, nothing crazy. Like, if I'm on the album through, like I said, I'm not going to skip it, but I'm never going to, like, pick it out individually. Another great Bink beat, though. Great beat here. Like, just throughout the whole thing, always going to get great beats, but this is just another good one. Yeah. Uh, You want to talk about Renegade? Uh, yeah, Renegade is next, and this is this is just one of the best songs ever, bro. <laughs> like, I was running through the album, getting ready for the episode, and yesterday when I was doing, like, my final run-throughs, getting all my thoughts, I think I replayed Renegade, like, five times. I was running through the album, and I think I had replayed, like, Heart of the City once. I had replayed Song Cry, like, twice. I replayed Renegade like five times. (laughs) This is such a interesting song because like I said earlier, Jay-Z is a very, very skilled lyricist. It's something that amongst a lot of people, he doesn't get credit for. And he really gets in that bag here. I think, I don't know if it's like a, he knew he was going to do a song with him. So like, shit, let me get into that bag or whatever. But 
No, like the verses from Jay-Z here are really fucking intricate and tight and dope. Like just textbook rapping from Hov here. And I mean, yeah, it, like Eminem, you know, he, he killed this shit, bro. It's wild that uh, he just didn't make albums with a lot of renegades. It's interesting. <laughs> to, me, to me, it's interesting. But uh, Yeah, so I think... I think you used the perfect word to describe this song. It's tight. It's like super sharp. Uh, it's textbook. Is meant, like, yeah, every word is meant to cut. Every word is meant to like cause a reaction. Um, just from the opening, motherfuckers say that I'm foolish, that I only talk about jewels. Do you fools listen to music or do you just skim through it? Like you, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding corny, but like, they both demand your attention. M and J demand your attention throughout this entire song. They demand you to hear every single word they're saying. Um, all that said, it's not one I listen to a lot. The fact you listen to it like four or five times a little surprise. I could not stop running it back because I was like, <laughs> for me, every now and then, like when I get to still a point where I want to like nerd out about hip hop music. Mm-hmm. like this is just a fucking lyrical exercise here i love the way their verses are layered or like ordered so they're going like back and forth almost but to me it's not even back and forth in like a competitive way it's such a mesh which is so yeah. interesting because when you think of like eminem music you can and jay-z music there's not like a ton of overlap but the verses just mesh so good they're rapping so well like there's like no no corny lines like they're getting into it like like this is amazing man like when i even always when i think of like where what are the best like collaboration hip-hop songs this is always one that comes to mind for me because there's i just can't pick anything wrong with it like yeah i yeah i mean i think it's very good i'm not gonna sit here and tell you renegade's a bad song is is one i listen to but Compared to everything else on this, I think it's just a little less enjoyable to listen to. I don't know the situations I'd listen to Renegade to a lot, besides the fact of if I want to do what you were talking about, just kind of like nerd out at the rapping and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if I'm in the car, I'd much rather put the windows down and listen to a whole lot of Vito. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's another weird thing about that, because Jay, Jay doesn't in general doesn't have a lot of songs like that, where if I'm no like he, textbook hip, textbook hip-hop songs and i mean the, per, the production on this is super like grimy yeah kind i mean like eminem did the beat <laughs> i think yeah i mean it holds everything down to like a stop um you yeah. talked about like song cry and never change and how those were kind of like beautiful and like mistful and i i wouldn't say they were as upbeat as the other ones but they <laughs> They are definitely not as gritty as Renegade. Renegade's the grittiest song on here. Um, yeah, it's um, a the way foil to like Takeover and Rulers back. Yeah, um, the way I all the way I've described Renegade before is the greatest two man cipher ever assembled. Like I like it's just them two going back and forth, and not even in like a song space, like almost like a cipher. Like yo, we're on the street, like freestyling type shit, and. Yeah, it works. Well, I love this because, like I said, we don't get a lot of it from Hove when he's in like a traditional hip hop bag. A lot of times he does it differently than this. This is just a little different kind of stands 
alone with Jay-Z songs. And I love this one a lot. I love Eminem's contributions. People always like talk about who, you know, how Eminem like killed Hove. Nah, man. Like, I think I said it in the chat. I was talking to Nisus. Uh, I was like, it's a 10 out of 10 verse versus an 11 out of 10 verse. Like, I think Eminem was an 11 out of 10. It was just otherworldly. Jay-Z was a fucking 10 out of 10 still. Like, nothing I can't, nothing I can pick apart with this song. Fucking amazing. All I gotta say. Yeah. Um, we got any more on Renegade? I think that might no, be. No, no, no. Yeah. I see it. I see it as well. Uh, the next one we talked about personal tracks. Blueprint is about as personal as it gets. Uh, yeah. Jay Z kind of. One of the more personal Jay Z songs. It's the outro, I believe. Like yeah, the, for the standard version. Yeah, for the standard edition, it's the outro. It's just like him rapping about like growing up. Talks a little bit about how he feels about his own work like reasonable doubt should have been is a classic should have went triple my mama loved me my pop left me like he's he's kind of just breaking everything down that way uh one verse but like a three minute song um a little bit of a freestyle uh yeah yeah Yeah. i think i i reference you must love me a lot off volume one and i think this is like a companion track to that 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 song i don't know if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the outro to volume one um you must love me that is probably like the most depressing and most personal and like really dark fucking jay-z song um, yeah so yeah that kind of does it for the outro but yeah this is an i interesting like one. i like the bonus tracks yeah real yeah. just on this this is an interesting one for me because not even to go back to renegade but where he says that line where it's like you know, the music I make, like, makes people relate, get through it. And being p- people, like, just try to criticize it, like, people in pop culture. Like, I don't even give a fuck about y'all reviews. Like, these are songs where I really, really get that line. Like, it's just mm-hmm. him really, really getting a little, cutting a little deeper than the surface that we get from Jay. Um, not, like, and even not being super crazy, like, on a lyrical front, just the storytelling here is really, really great. It's a really, really dope outro for me. I like this one a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's the outro for the standard edition. Um, the bonus tracks on here, Breathe Easy, Lyrical Exercise. Uh, bars. Bars, bars, bars on a great Just Blaze beat. Um, yeah, the one, the one constant on here. Uh, is the production. I mean, he just got a great ear for beats. That's kind of what put him, that what separated him from his peers all the way around. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say on this song. I don't know if you got anything. No, nah, he's just rapping his ass off. <laughs> that's, that's all you. That's all that needs to be said here. This motherfucker rapping his ass off. Um, I'm both- far from being God, but I work goddamn hard. I wake up with the birds, so when the nerds asleep, I'm catching second wind the second the first one ends. Yeah. Yeah, he just he just rapping here, bro. Like, and yeah, it's so it's it's one of those songs where you understand that Jay-Z needs to get that credit, especially in his earlier work, as just a fucking really great lyricist. Like Man, some of some of the flows 
and the structures and the pockets that he was getting in on here were just super, super dope. This song is no exception. A lot, a lot of dope ass. Just rap, just some of like rapidy rap and some of the dopest shit on the album on this one. Um, yeah, and then our last song, Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2. So if there was any uh, misogyny he missed out on on the first one, he, he lapped lap back around it. Had to bring, had to the second back. time. Um, but yeah, again, I don't think this is like too overdone or like too offensive. Uh, I think part two be- is better than part one, like clearly to me. I was about to ask you if you like part one or part two. Right? I think part I think part two is better. I just I think it sounds better, which is the main <laughs> which is the main thing for me. Um yeah, I mean I don't have like a definite take on it. Kind of just depends on my day. Um, yeah, like e- like either way, they're both kind of on the for me personally, they're kind of on the lower end of where I view them on this album. But I like I like part two better than part one. I, th- I think it's mostly just the competition between just Blaze and Kanye here. Yeah, like, <laughs> who gave Jay the better beat? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with like get. Is there more songs where is there like a part of the city just blazed it? I yeah, listen to that. Exactly. Like I don't I don't got a problem with it. Um pretty cool that Jay like gave a whole new set of verses too. Uh but yeah, man, the album's a classic. I there's not much me and Lee can say that other people haven't said already about this, you know. Yeah, it's such an interesting one. I mean, we're around the same age, so we, like I said, we weren't really around when this came out. I remember doing like my kind of Jay-Z adventures probably a little later, like when I was early in college. So, you know, like 27, 16, 17, like, and this was one that always kind of stuck out. It's like I said, Reasonable Doubt was my favorite Jay-Z project. Um, I love the Black Album. I love the Blueprint. Uh, I love 444. Like Jay-Z has a lot, a lot of projects that are, you know, God tier, but this this one is as much as much as reason without is my favorite. This might be the most this might be the most important Jay Z album for sure. Um, yeah. Um, it's. I mean, Jay's my favorite rapper ever. I I truly think he's like the best to ever do it. <laughs> Every time yeah. I listen to his music, he like amazes me in a way that other people like haven't been able to do, and I think this is his best project. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite album ever. I, I wouldn't say it's like the best album ever, but it's the best from the best in my eyes. Uh, yeah, like I'm a like I will say I'm gonna do like my top five isn't like concrete. It'd be changing a lot, but Jay Z never really leaves my top three or you know shit like that. Like yeah, I've, I've said it before, could... Jay Z's not in your top five. I kind of look at you a little different. Like the, yeah. even like big is usually number one for me. But even if you want to say, okay, big only had two albums. Okay, I get it. Uh, Nas, he only had Omatic. Okay, I get it. Pac had some bad albums. Okay, I, like that you can make these arguments for a lot of people. Wayne, the album discography isn't as strong as a mixtape. Jay Z doesn't really have as much of those. Uh, uh, like there's not enough to discredit him. Yeah, the same way you can discredit others, you can't really discredit Jay unless exactly. you're just. Hating, I guess. Yeah. I mean, not, not even to say that he doesn't have. He has albums that, like, all his albums are great. I mean, yeah, I think there are definitely missteps in his. No, he, he, I think there are missteps. He in has his flaws. Car, but... 
he has flaws within the classics too. I mean, we yeah. just talked about like girls, 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 and yeah. like I, I know I was talking about I know what girls like on volume one. Um, he he's got missteps and there's missteps along the way, but like you said, whenever I get that top five question from people who still ask it for whatever fucking reason, it's always Hove is one, the other four in no order. <laughs> yeah. That's always my answer. Yeah. Uh yeah. But yeah, do you got like a top three on this album you, you want to give for the day? If I had to give a top three today, um Renegade Renegade is gonna be in that top three. Uh Song Cry is gonna be in that top three. And Heart of the City is gonna be third. Tough to make a top three though. But yeah, that, that's my three. You got three? He's pondering. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, let me let me get your top three. Yeah, so we had some <laughs> we had some yeah, technical we had difficulties for a second. So I'm not sure like what recorded what did it, but yeah, my number one is you don't know. That's very my clear cut number one. Uh, Heart of the City is probably two, and shit man it might be uh never change at three anything from that you don't know the song cry fucking run mm-hmm. can't hit on anything on that i mean hola jovito was about to be number three so that'd be crazy if it was six seven eight as my top three songs yeah. like that. it's just an insane run um but yeah man yeah hopefully we get to do another jay-z episode in the future if we find something to talk about but just 20th anniversary felt like a good time to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, just one of, the, one of those albums, man. Like, 9-11 happened and he still sold 4,200. 4,027. 427. Yeah, 400, yeah. Can I fucking read? Yeah, that's my fault. Shit. Yeah, and like being a New York artist, it's funny because I was listening to uh, Splash Bros because Kane had somebody on, I think who was a New Yorker, who was kind of around to talk about kind of the feeling at that time and yeah it's so so crazy like to drop at drop and i mean there were other albums that dropped on 9 of course but just so 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 crazy yeah oh but i think we got something big planned next week right we got a good one man i'm excited more yeah. more more bars more classic hip-hop that we're talking yeah and we uh, we had to do it after the drake review we had to kind of like <laughs> Let motherfuckers know. Back. Yeah, we had yeah we had to kind of like get our cachet back up with the real hip hop community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got a good one. We got some good guests. We got a good topic. So yeah, super super excited for next episode. We got two episodes next week too. I got some shit in the stash that I'm gonna drop next week. So two episodes this week, two episodes next week. We feed in the streets, man. That's what we do. Yeah. Um. You know, just grinding. We got a new Twitter now. Right? Yeah, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're running back. Is it running back the hits? I think it is. Uh, it's run, run at run back the hits on Twitter. At um, run back the hits, not running. Yeah. Run at run back the hits on Twitter. Come fuck with us on there. We both have access to accounts, so I probably yep. I, I need I needed to post to promote the last episode, but I forgot. So yep. youngest has access to now. So if I forget, he'll uh, <laughs> he'll cover for me. 
I'm gonna try to do some more engagement and more uh, promo on there. But yeah, yeah, like, like, subscribe, give us five stars. Talk with us on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. We'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in.